Welcome. I am Aaron Giesbrecht, head QB trainer and owner of Big Air Academy, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And you are tuned in to my podcast called Talking QBs with Coach Gies, a podcast dedicated to the Canadian quarterback and offensive football. And today, on my 42nd episode, I have University of Regina quarterback, Mr. Josh Donnelly. How you doing, Josh? Great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to get rolling. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, learn about you and learn about your background. Can you just start off with talking about where you're from? Originally from Regina, Saskatchewan, born and raised here. Haven't uh, haven't left my entire life, pretty much. I have one sister. Immediate family is not very big, but my dad's family, he actually has nine siblings. So we got an extended family there. So a lot of cousins, a lot of aunts and uncles. So it was uh, pretty crazy with our family dinners and Easter and Christmas and all that sort of stuff growing up. But uh a lot of fun, and uh, we got family all over Canada, so a lot of different trips, and been all kind of all over the place just to visit family and stuff. So it's been solid. How about like growing up as a kid? Were you were you pretty active? Did you play any other sports before you kind of got into playing football? Yeah, I think the pretty standard stuff. I think played soccer as early as I could, kind of that the little tyke soccer, and then uh, got into actually basketball was my first love. Um, we're more of a basketball family. Both my parents played. They, they got me in that really early, and that was kind of the, the first thing. And then started football a little bit later. I didn't start playing until, I think, grade five. So I was 11 or 12 playing tackle football when I first started. But okay. otherwise, kind of just played everything until I couldn't, I guess. And you get too busy with high school and stuff, and then you got to start picking your pathways. But up until that point, as a, as a little guy, I was kind of doing everything. You referenced that you started to play football in about grade five. What is your first football memory? What, uh, and, and did you always play quarterback? I didn't actually my first year uh Adam football I was playing Will linebacker okay which I don't have a specific memory but I remember hating it the entire season and it was on the verge of quitting but my parents were big believers and you start something you finish it so I made it through the entire season and thank goodness I did because the next year our head coach decided to move me to quarterback so I got to play quarterback by grade six and kind of just fell in love with it from there and really took off and I've been doing that ever since so I'm thankful my parents forced me to stick it through and keep going because otherwise I might not be playing right now. I kind of had a similar situation when I started to play. I was, uh, I'm a very big dude. I was an oversized quarterback throughout my career, but uh, when I first started to play, I was a defensive lineman and I I hated it. And uh, I was just fortunate that my dad was, uh, he got on the coaching staff conditioning after practice and I was just miserable crying on the ride home. And I said, oh, you know, I want to quit. I don't like this anymore. And he said, you know what, um, you can quit, but I'm going to stick it out for the rest of the year. I made a commitment to the team. And I remember it was kind of like a, a, a monumental moment in my football career that kind of changed. And then the next year I ended up playing quarterback as well. So sort of similar to your situation, which is kind of cool. Back at it for second quarter action with U of R quarterback, Mr. Josh Donnelly. I'd like for you to talk about your high school career. You played at Dr. Martin Leboldis. What sticks out to you about that time? Leboldis was, it was really interesting coming in. Um, in my grade nine year, they do with a lot of their their younger quarterbacks. They'll do like a practice roster kind of situation. So I played minor football, grade nine. But before basically every practice, I would go to high, like Leboldis practice and I would do the first three quarters of the practice and then get in my mom's car and drive straight over to the other practice and kind of go back to back. So I was learning the playbook early. Lobolis, and I don't know how much you know about that, but it's kind of the powerhouse in Regina. No, I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, really fortunate to be able to go there. So when I got there in grade nine, 
they had just won two straight provincial championships and i think they were on some like winning streak of it was something like 25 games or something like that oh, so they hadn't lost in a couple of years so coming in um as a young guy too i wasn't playing yet but it was it was really interesting to see the kind of the culture they had already established it was really serious for like we win football games and that's kind of the expectation it was nothing less than that um so getting in there and then kind of growing up in that program i think it was huge for my development not only as a player but just like um being able to take that like leadership aspect and grow with like what they had already established there and that culture and kind of build that into who i am as a player now and then take that with me to the u of r and kind of take that going forward so it was interesting i mean grade nine um or even grade eight i was watching like former Rams quarterback Noah Picton play because it was the same high school he went to. Oh, so cool. it was kind of like watching those guys is like they're like, you know, my heroes, kind of mm-hmm. like the legends. And then Chan Desiman, who ended up playing basketball at U of S, but he was one of the best high school football players of all time. He was the, the quarterback before him. And then there's one more guy and then then me. So it was a long list of guys that are, you know, superstars. And then on my grade 11 and 12 year, I think we had something like, 10 or 12 guys go post-secondary after that so it was wow. a lot of talent on those teams and the coaches just like knew how to deal with it it was there was an obs kind of tolerance and they just like made sure that it was all football all the time and they took care of us and it was uh i'm, I'm really grateful for those uh four years playing with those guys yeah that sounds like a great career and you know a great school to be at so, Josh, I played provincial team a million years ago for Team Manitoba back in 2000, and uh, I'm now coaching on the U16 staff as the offense coordinator, quarterback coach. Uh, I've been involved with the provincial team many times and coached uh, for about a five-year stint a long time ago as well. So I'm pretty familiar with that. I know you've got experience playing U16, U18, and then playing for U19 Team Canada. Um, can you talk about your experience playing for the Saskatchewan provincial team? How did you do on that stage? How did your teams perform? And and maybe a memorable moment from those experiences? The U16 program um, was kind of the big, like, I can do this moment that I had there. It was, I was only, it was only like my second or third year playing quarterback. And one of my coaches told me to try out. I didn't really know much about it. So I went to the tryouts and snuck in as the backup. And that was still when they were doing the the Red River Cup. I don't know if yeah, you're familiar with it. I do. But yeah. yeah. So the Red River Cup. Um, I think it was one, maybe one of the last years of that. And um, so I was the younger of the the age group, snuck in as the backup. And then by the end of the tournament, ended up being the starter for the last couple of games. I just ended up was playing better than the other guy kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it was kind of a big, like, holy crap, like I'm actually kind of okay at this. So that was huge for my confidence. And then the next year of U16 was just like, uh, it was in Saskatoon. I'm pretty sure, and it was just uh, just us, Saskatoon, and then two Manitoba teams. So we played, and okay. we did really well. I think we went 3-0, and um, our offense put up a lot of points. So that was just, again, building the confidence and uh, kind of getting more familiar with the higher-level football, right? It wasn't RMF anymore. There was actually, like, coverages, and you had to mm-hmm. make reads and <laughs> actually go through progression. So it was some serious football stuff. And then that was kind of the segue into to U18. So then U18, I was fortunate enough to be the starter for two years for teams to ask. We went to Winnipeg my first year and then Wolfville, Nova Scotia, my second okay. year. And yeah. we lost to Quebec in the final no. two years in a row. The first year, it was kind of like we were just the underdogs. It was kind of all just a whirlwind of, holy crap, like we're winning games. We didn't think we'd win anything here and we made it to the final. So it was kind of everyone was still happy. The second year, we had a lot of returning guys. 
So it was like expectation was gold. Like we got silver last year. We're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pumped New Brunswick our first game, played Ontario our second game and beat them in a tight one. It was close, but we managed to sneak away. And then we had Quebec and we were beating Quebec. We were leading the whole game and ended up losing with 30 seconds left or something. Like it was a heartbreaker. Oh, right. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, those programs are, are great for, I think, just development and getting a taste of higher level football before as like kind of a segue to yeah. university. Like it's how can you kind of bridge the gap between that high school level and the university level? So um, it was yeah a lot of fun. Some of the best football I think I've ever played in my life. So. Yeah, I really like that point, Josh. I think you're. I think you're right. I think it is that perfect kind of go between before you're going to play at the next level. It kind of gives you that, you know, um, kind of real serious. Like you've got a few games in a in in a really short period of time, and you're out there performing against the best of the best. And yeah, it just kind of puts the pressure on you, kind of like how it obviously is for yourself now at U of R and what you're experiencing going week to week. But uh, but yeah, I think I think it's super valuable for high school players to go through that process. Um, whether they make the team or not, I think it's valuable to all players. Um, do you think it made you a better quarterback? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, specifically going to U of R, the, the offense we ran was because it was mostly U of R coaches on the okay. offense and then a bunch of U of S coaches in the defense, just the way my year worked. Yeah. Um, so we ran a very similar offense. All the verbiage was the exact same as the U of R stuff. So I had mm-hmm. a, like a head start going into that. Um, but even just like – like you said, like it's that higher level players, like your their D line are bigger and faster, mm-hmm. and the DBs are you know the windows are tighter and all that sort of stuff. So, and then just a taste of a couple different things. Like Quebec's defense was they were running some stuff that I'd never seen before. Right, right? like you're you're playing high school football in Regina and you get your man and your cover three hold. And yep. that's it. <laughs> it's, it's the same it's here. <laughs> yeah, so it was nice to to experience that and get a taste of the, all that new stuff that uh, you'll be end up seeing in university. So you're, you're totally right on that. Okay. So then you get a really cool experience and you're able to play for the U19 team Canada. Um, where was that tournament held? Uh, maybe mention some of the teammates that were on the squad with you and how did you guys do there? That was an interesting year. We, they, I think for a couple of years they were doing the international bowl in Texas, but mm-hmm. this year they decided to go to Orlando, Florida. So okay. I got to go down to Florida for, nice. I think it was February break, um, and spend a week there training. And it was really cool. The The other quarterback with me was Jonathan Seneca, who's the quarterback at Montreal right now and yep. was, you know, almost in the Vanier last year. And he's a stud. Um, and then there was a bunch of guys, a um, couple guys that were, I played with in high school, actually, Ryder Varga, you know, who's on yep. the Rams right now, Nick Cross, who's in the CFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a bunch of good dudes and it was really cool we we ended up losing to team usa by two scores or something like that it was a lot closer than we thought but like they like chase young was on that team yeah and like deandre swift was the running back who ran Jeez. for like 300 against us like it was there's some like serious dudes that were like holy crap like these guys are like gonna be in the nfl in two years like yeah. and be superstars so wow. it was it was a really cool experience and just to be able to say that i hit like hey like i played on the same field as yeah. these guys i got smacked in the face by chase young and like <laughs> driven to the ground and all that sort of stuff so um that was cool and and we played american too so that was also a lot of fun mm-hmm. um i had to play a bit of american growing up um but not a ton and so it's always kind of fun to be able to get a taste of that action and played some different rules and some different concepts and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a memorable experience to say the least. Well, that's an awesome experience. And uh, yeah, so cool to talk about, especially getting smacked around by Chase Young, NFL defensive lineman. 
Josh, what then led to your decision to commit to the U of R? You know, you talked about being a, obviously born and raised in Regina. Was that always kind of your plan? Did you have any other schools that maybe were interested in you or you were interested in them at that time? At the time, I was trying to be like really give every school that was interested in me like a fair opportunity. I think deep down looking back, um, I knew I was going to go to the Rams the whole time, like just growing up. Like I used to watch these guys since I was, you know, 9, 10, 11. I'd go to the games and I was watching Mark Mueller and watching Noah Picton and, mm-hmm. and knew all the players and was watching all the highlight tapes and all that sort of stuff. So I think deep down I was always a Ram at heart. But um, in high school, in grade 12, I took a couple of visits. I went to UBC, I went to Carleton, and I went to Guelph. Okay. And uh, basically each one I had some type of – connection to there was kind of like leading me like Carlton for example the OC and head coach at the time were the team Canada OC yeah. and head coach, coach so Mara. I had experience there that could kind of get me that connection and then I would test it out but um, I didn't really fall in love with any of the schools when I got down there so it was kind of nothing really beat the, the love I had for U of R that I've kind of always had deep down. Back at it for third quarter action with Coach Geese. Josh, can you talk about your first training camp with the Rams? Uh, how, how did you adjust to being a youth sports quarterback? Uh, did you find it difficult? Well, you already mentioned that you didn't find it difficult to necessarily pick up the playbook because you're uh, able to be coached by some of the same guys and have the similar verbiage and terminology. So that must have been kind of a, a feather in your cap. What did you find most difficult about that first year? Yeah, my first year, it was, it was kind of unique. I, uh, I had torn my labrum in my grade 12 season of high school, so I ended up having surgery um, kind of right around Christmas time of my grade 12 year. So getting to camp the following year, I was still kind of finishing up the rehab for that. Um, so I actually didn't practice all of fall camp. I was just kind of on the sideline um, okay. finishing up my rehab, um, which it had its pros and cons. I guess I was able to step back and really just like learn and take it all in from a mental standpoint mm-hmm. um without getting any reps i was still able to kind of go through it mentally and be in all the meetings and be at all the practices and learn the whole playbook without having to you know have the trial and error of being that first year quarterback and um, just kind of getting tossed into the fire so that was a positive obviously it would have been a lot nicer to be thrown with the guys and being in there but um that's just kind of how it goes so um that's kind of how my first camp started. I, I okay. think during my first season as a whole, um, once I did get back into it, it, it is tough. Like the the playbook, even though I did have that head start, it's a lot bigger. Mm. Um, obviously, like a university playbook is going to be massive compared to the uh, high school playbook or whatever it was before. And sure. and then just adding that on top of it, the complexity of the defenses. It, it's a lot. There's a lot more that you have to be prepared for. It's not just understanding who you're throwing to and man versus zone. It's all the hundred different versions that you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And then the speed of the game is faster too. So you, you realize that quick. Even just I was ended up I was the scout team queue for the whole second half of the year once I kind of got cleared. And it was you realize quick how fast that game goes and, and how different it is for high school that you're so comfortable with before. So um, that was probably the the most difficult thing in terms of school and football it's it is a tough balance you kind of you have a lot more responsibility yourself it's mm-hmm. just you're not your teachers you're not at the fact that you're not in the same classes every single day and your teachers aren't babysitting you anymore like right. you have your one class a week and then you gotta do your homework on your own time mm-hmm. and set your schedule it is a big jump and it is tough that first year and i'm glad that i redshirted my first year and was able to 
kind of take that step back and really just not have too much on my plate. But um, you get used to it. And the guys that the last are the guys that are the best at setting their schedules and not procrastinating. And yeah. as easy as it seems, it's it's tough. And especially like we're in finals right now, like it's it's hard not to be, you know, doing other things when you should be studying and all that sort of stuff. So um, you get used to it, though. And after that first season, it's kind of just part of your everyday life. I can definitely uh, relate to that. I, I struggled when I was at the U of M balancing the school and, and football and, and, you know, working and all that kind of stuff as a young man. So, uh, you know, it shows shows to your character that you kind of, you know, went through that and, and obviously figured out and have maintained the, the ability to stay at university and be eligible and play for your team. So I, and I don't think that's necessarily very easy for, for university athletes all the time. So kudos to you on that. Josh, can you take my audience through your career so far at the U of R? Talk about this past season of 2021. How did you do? How did your team play? Uh, and maybe what can you guys do as a team and yourself individually f- to be better for next year? So my first year, like I said, I was recovering from an injury and redshirted. I actually ended up getting in one game uh, in week six was my first start. Okay. And um, we had two injuries. Um, our starter went down and then the next week our backup got a concussion. So it was like, we we're down to the third guy. Um, so I got, I actually got cleared for game action on the Wednesday practice that night for the first time with the first group practice Thursday, walkthrough, and then hop on the bus Thursday and started against Calgary and we lost by 30 or something, but I, I played okay. I was actually, um, pretty happy with how I played. So that was kind of my first taste of, uh, CIS action. And then. Um, after that, so that's what retro year. And then the next year, it kind of timed out pretty good. That was another reason I kind of went to U of R was Picton was graduating that year. It was mm-hmm. his last year. So it was kind of just the spot was open and good timing for me. So I ended up becoming the starter in 2019, um, was my first season as a starter. And we ended up going three and five. Um, we did okay. We were a young team. We had a lot of things to kind of still figure out. We lost, I think three games by less than one score. Like it was yeah. a couple heartbreakers. We lost by one point to U of A. We lost in a game winning field goal to U of M. Like it was just a tough, unlucky season. And it just seems like the ball is kind of always just rolling the other direction for us um, in those games. But we finished out the season. We put up, I think 40 against, we won by three scores against U of A in week seven and then three scores and in Regina against U of M in week eight. So we finished out on a high note, a lot of momentum going into the off season just for COVID to hit. So then COVID happens. We have the 2020 season. I get another like red shirt year and our coach resigns. We had some internal admin stuff going on. So he kind of left, um, he resigned. So 2021 comes around last season and we have an intern head coach, our, our offensive coordinator, our, our previous offense coordinator now, uh, current full-time head coach Mark McConkie mm-hmm. was the interim last year um, and I was going into my second year as a starter and we started out okay we lost to U of M in week one it was again a tight one we lost by one score and then we beat Calgary who was like the number one team in the nation or kind of like at the top they're still defending Vanier Cup champs at that point which was super huge for our program first time we beat them in I think like five years or something and so we're one and one and then we go home game against UBC and we're up by three scores and then we blow it and lose in overtime and then I got a concussion and missed the rest of the season so we ended up finishing one in five but it was a misleading one in five I think we're a lot better team than that record gives us credit for the backup quarterback got hurt too so it's like we're not going to win a lot of games with our third and fourth string quarterbacks it's Mm -hmm. kind of tough to put us in that position so like I said it's a misleading one in five 
Um, going into 2022, it's we didn't lose a ton of guys. Hopefully the draft doesn't steal away too many guys for us. I think we got three or four guys that are kind of um, available there. But now full-time head coach, like having the continuity with Mark and like what he's kind of bringing to the table and like consistently establishing in our team culture, I'm I'm confident in the success we'll have next year. I don't think there's any doubt that we'll do better than our one and five previous record here. Here in, in Manitoba and Winnipeg, I run my own quarterback academy called Big Air Academy and uh, work with a lot of quarterbacks. I just started a camp last Sunday and I got uh, 14 quarterbacks in the camp and, you know, always working on mechanics and fundamentals. I really preach footwork and, you know, trying to trying to get those biomechanics up to speed and all that kind of good stuff. I'm interested, Josh. Do you uh, do you have a quarterback trainer outside of the U of R? Um, and and in terms of just your off season, are you working on anything specifically within your mechanics or maybe stuff in the classroom? Every year, I kind of pinpoint a couple of things that I want to work on and focus on. In terms of mechanics, I work with Miles Gibbon, the uh, the QB movement yeah. coach, runs that. Um, so I just do online sessions with him. I reached out to him last year kind of this time last year spring uh 2021 mm -hmm. and god i basically just sent him some clips and was just like hey like what do you think right and he kind of we went back and forth for a bit and then it was like okay like this guy knows his stuff so i did a couple sessions with him and um now we're kind of just he keeps I, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where i'm close to where i want to be mm -hmm. um i did a, did a big revamp last year of what my mechanics were looking like and i'm a lot um more comfortable and like confident in my throw right now um always always still kind of chasing that perfect yeah you know spot and there's always little things i know you know that, that there's just little details that you can keep working on so mm -hmm. i'm still i wouldn't say there's anything in particular that i'm tweaking it's more just refining what i'm have right now mm -hmm. um fundamentally but i was I, I still we we have a quarterback coach here frankie gray so he'll I'll get most of my drills and stuff from him and do most of our sessions but every once in a while as kind of just a checkup i'll send miles tape get his feedback and then kind of have that in the back of my head moving forward of what I want to work on and what I want to keep improving on. In terms of the classroom stuff, I, I haven't had anything specific this year that I was every once in a while, like I'll do projects, like I'll pick a team that I'll just watch the whole whole season on and mm -hmm. try to get some stuff. This year I was able to uh, actually coach for the South South Selects. I don't know if you've heard of both yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went down to Texas with them and that was kind of my, I took that as my like off season classroom study because it was basically like my knowledge on because i was the offense coordinator for them for okay. the 14 years nice. so I, my knowledge on pass protection and run game stuff that like i know the pass game stuff and i can, I can dice up you know all the pass concepts and coverages and i know that like the back of my hand but it was the run game stuff that i really learned a lot about and i think that will bring a lot to my knowledge um on the rams and like as a player just improving that stuff and being able to be aware of what everybody's doing and um, putting that into the back of my mind during games. So I think that was kind of a big step up for me there. Um, and then I, I would say the last thing that I, I just started watching the three down nation YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So learning a lot of things there and stealing stuff from coaches. So that kind of, I just found out about that. Our coaches actually just tell me about this page and say, Oh yeah, you got to check it out. So that kind of fired me up. So I've been learning lots from there. So it's been a productive off season, lots going on to, to say the least. Yeah. Sounds like it. No, I love it. I love that you continue to work on your craft. Um, referencing the QB movement, man, they, those guys are doing some great work there. I, I'm often looking at their stuff and kind of getting ideas for, for how I'm coaching my camps and whatnot. Um, I will say too, like I, I've been coaching now for almost 20 years and uh, the evolution of quarterback mechanics has really kind of changed 
And uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't have the biomechanics background. And it's only been in the last maybe few years where I've really tried to get more of that biomechanics involved and, and really work on the lower half and making your arm an extension of the throw, not necessarily leading the throw, right? Using your hips first, all that good stuff keeping your off arm in that was like we used to teach swing that off arm you know so things yeah. things have really changed um and, and myself as a quarterback trainer i've had to really change so being able to watch the the qb movement and, and different qb coaches around north america really that's uh they really do a good job and, and, and try to learn so i like that you're learning and and I, I like to do the same also the fact that you referenced uh being able to coach for the selects team i think that's huge as a young player I know I was got into coaching pretty young and I was still playing when I was coaching kind of thing. And it, it made me a little bit more accountable to the quarterbacks that I worked with, because it was like, if I was going to preach something to them, probably going to come watch my game. Right. So I, I had to have my stuff ready. Right. So um, I, I think that's valuable for you. It kind of reinforces, you know, coaching points and things that you're being taught to then say them out loud to the quarterbacks you're working with and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, lots of you just see it in a whole different perspective too. Yeah. I found that just like being able to kind of take a step back and that like, bird's eye view of like am i especially quarterbacks like am i teaching this because like i've always been taught that or am i teaching this because like it actually works and like i actually believe in it and i do it too or mm -hmm. is it something that i just like heard my high school coach say so now i'm just like <laughs> telling you because you should do it as a 14 year old quarterback right? right so it was cool it was a good experience oh that's awesome um okay now, just to finish off the quarter here, man, you got a couple of really exciting opportunities coming your way. You've been voted into the East-West Bowl, and you're going to be attending uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders camp. Those are awesome, you know, opportunities for yourself. What are you hoping to achieve from those opportunities? My plan is just to be a sponge. I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. Um, I know at East-West Bowl, it will be a little different because there's actually a chance to compete. And then just meet a lot of those, like, other top players across the country. I know I played a lot of the guys um, in Canada Cup back mm -hmm. when, you know, I was in high school. And, like, the the other quarterback on the West, Andreas Duick. Yeah, Andre. Winnipeg, yeah, so yeah. he, like, I, he was the Team Manitoba quarterback my right. first year. So it's a little Canada Cup reunion there. Nice. So it'll be it'll be cool to talk to him and kind of see how everybody else's careers are going at their respective schools and learn a lot. And then just, yeah, pick the brains of, you know, the other cues and the other coaches, be able to think – um, the McMaster OC is the OC for our West team. So it'll be cool. good to kind of pick his brand and see what we're running for an offense and just learn lots, I think. Um, and then the same at Ryder Camp. I'm not going to be getting as many reps at Ryder Camp. I'll just literally just be sitting in meetings and learning as much as I can and just take it all in and steal. If I can steal a couple things for, for our Rams team and for myself moving forward, like, and it's a win for me. That's what you need to do. You need to kind of soak it all up, especially at Ryder's Camp there and just take in what you can and be able to, you know, transfer it to your upcoming season. Again, referencing uh, Andre Duick, he was a, a former podcast guest, one of our one of my first podcast guests last year. So really cool to, uh, I was able to work with him a couple summers ago, actually through the COVID year when he was back home, we did a little bit of training in the summertime. And what, what a young, great young man and, and good quarterback himself. Back at it for fourth quarter action with Coach Gies and QB of the Regina Rams, Mr. Josh Donnelly. So, Josh, the uh, the NFL draft is coming up fast. It's uh, starting this Thursday. Uh, there's a, a number of quarterbacks in the first round that maybe are projected to get selected. Um, who do you think is the best QB in this upcoming draft? It's a tough question. I think there's uh, a lot of eyes on Kenny Pickett. I'm a big Kenny Pickett guy. Yeah. Um, I think he was really fun to watch a pitch. Um, 
I, I haven't watched as much of Malik Willis, but I've heard a lot of good things. And just watching his pro day, he was super impressive. So that guy can sling it. I will say, I know he's he's hurt or recovering from injury. Matt Corral, I think I had the most fun watching at uh, Ole Miss this year. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Lane Kiffin, just some of the stuff that they were able to do. I don't know if he's as high caliber as those first two guys. And with the injury, I think teams are a little bit worried on him. But um, I would roll with him for sure. He's a, he's a dude. Guy can sling it. Yeah, I heard an interesting um, kind of tidbit about him the other day was just in terms of their offense there at Old Miss, they were really RPO based. And uh, a lot of teams are, are thinking that he'd be a good a good fit in the NFL based upon how many teams are really kind of running a lot of RPOs now. So he might sure. be he might be a better selection than some of these other guys. But but you're right, like Malik Willis from that workout, man, that guy's a phenomenal athlete. Um, I just don't know if he's consistent enough. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Kenny Pickett as well. Uh, my team is the, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm hoping we select somebody with that 20th pick. Maybe it's Pickett, maybe it's Malik Willis. We'll see, we'll see how it unfolds. Um, who's your NFL team and, and you know, who do you hope that, uh, they select in the first round? So I'm a, I'm an indie guy. I cheer for the Colts. Um, I've liked them since the, the Peyton Manning days. So that's kind of why I got going with them. I'm looking at, I was looking at some mock drafts earlier. I don't know if they have a first round pick, so I, I don't think they do. I will say the fact that they got Matt Ryan this offseason yeah. means I don't even care who they take in the draft. I'm <laughs> glad that they made that uh, acquisition there. So um, they'll probably need to go get a receiver, another receiver to kind of help them out there. They got uh, Jonathan Taylor and a great O-line. So yeah. offensively, they kind of have the rest of the pieces. Um, defensively, I know they're like a pretty solid NFL defense. I don't know if they're like the best in the league, but they're, they're good doable. Deal. So I think they're a couple pieces away from being a real contender with now uh, with new Matty Ice. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do there. Yeah, I think that was a great pickup as well. Um, he's still got uh, tread on the tire. He's a good quarterback. He just kind of needs an, a new scenery. And and the fact that he's going to get such great offensive line protection and that solid run game from Jonathan Taylor, I think it will be huge for him. So hopefully yeah. you're right. Hopefully yeah. they do pick up another weapon or two for him to uh, to sling it to. But yeah, I think I think your team's in store for a, probably a pretty good season. So that that's cool. The USFL kicked off last weekend. There were, I think there was four games uh, all being played out of uh, Mobile, Alabama, I believe. I, I was able to tune in and watch a little bit of it here and there, kind of watch more of the highlights and lowlights of, of the games on YouTube, to be honest. But um, do you think that, like, having a new league, and, and I know the XFL is, you know, potentially coming back and, and all that kind of stuff, do you think having new leagues is good for football? Does that maybe give uh, guys like yourself more opportunities after university college to, to maybe make a team, a pro team? Yeah, absolutely. I think just you know, more jobs, more opportunities for those guys. It is, I think, tough to, for the sustainability of those leagues just because we've seen the XFL try time in and time again, mm-hmm. and they just keep kind of falling off the wagon and then keep coming back. So um, it'll be interesting to see if the USFL can stick around. I think it is exciting that there is more opportunities and even that, like, those lower-level pro leagues, even out in, in like, Europe and stuff, they're, yeah. they're kind of taking off there, and there's a lot of opportunities for, for even Canadian guys to kind of shop around and, maybe, you know, live out in Europe for a year. So mm-hmm. um, it would be cool. And it's, it's, uh, it's great to see that the game's still growing and there's still uh, new opportunities coming here and there. So, yeah, overall, the gameplay wasn't too great last weekend. I think it's always kind of like that in the beginning, but uh, be interesting to see if they're able to stay the course. And like you said, all these leagues tend to fizzle out real fast, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I like watching the NBA playoffs, but uh, it's nice having football back on too. So. Absolutely. Um, so, Josh, I just want to finish off today. I ask everybody this question. Who is your favorite quarterback of all time and why? I'll have to say Peyton Manning all time is 
always been my guy, like from the beginning. Um, it was like the the command at the line of scrimmage, the like over preparedness of how detail oriented and just like crazy knowledge of the game that that guy had and watching film and that was that kind of resonated with me right away. I pride myself in being like a guy that like like that that watches a ton of film and and knows every aspect of the offense and as much as I can of the defense. So um, I've always had a connection with that and he was kind of been my guy since the beginning when he retired shopping around a little bit trying to find a new guy to cheer for i've since i've started working with miles and kind of learning more about like strictly mechanics i've been amazed with aaron Rodgers. um i think he's in my opinion the best thrower of the football of all time um strictly like how he throws the football so right um he's one of my favorite guys and he's just fun to watch too. I think that some of the things that he do is, is just like crazy. And even the the gameplay on the line too, he's pretty impressive. And the things that they do with that offense with him and Lafleur and getting Devontae Adams the ball, and it's uh, it's exciting to watch. Peyton Manning was a, a hero of mine growing up. I actually wore 18 through high school, and because of Peyton Manning, so you know I've always really respected him. Not just as a player, but he he had so much more to him. He was essentially basically an offensive coordinator on the field, calling the plays, checking the plays all that sort of thing. So, you know, I used to get in these heated debates with people a number of years ago when they debate, you know, Tom Brady to, to Peyton Manning, who was better. And I always said Peyton Manning because he had to do so much more. But I guess Tom just continues to play and win Super Bowl. So my argument isn't so yeah. great anymore. But <laughs> but uh, anyways, Josh, I want to thank you for being on today. It's been awesome to connect with you and meet you and talk about your football journey. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Yeah, no, it was lots of fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Excellent. I uh, wish you the most success for this upcoming year. Hopefully you ball out and able to take full advantage of your opportunities coming up with the East West Bowl and Riders Camp. And again, thanks for being on, Josh. Take care.